I'm Mike Bodge, an artist and creative technologist, and I think tomorrow will be full of niche social networks owned and operated by their users. Welcome, everybody, to the Live from Tomorrow podcast. Each week, we weave together guest interviews with comedic segments to bring tomorrow vividly to life, offering a bold, humorous perspective on what's next across business, technology, politics, and entertainment. And on today's show, I am happy to... uh... Uh oh. Sally, did you see this? My Aunt Ruth sent everyone an email. Really? Just now? Hey, where's your suit? I haven't had time to put it on. I was recording. Oh my God. Look what he just tweeted. Matt, one thing at a time. Besides, I thought we agreed not to talk about politics as much. I know, I know, but we're days away from the most important election of our lives. Hey, it's fine by me. It wasn't my role. I don't get as stressed as you do. I don't get stressed. Who's stressed? Let me just refresh 538 just one more time. Just two more times. What did Ruth say? Huh? Oh, right. She's not going to the bris. She's boycotting it, and she's encouraging the rest of us to boycott it, too. Why? What did Jennifer's baby ever do to anybody? Oh, my God. Matt, please stay focused. You keep saying, oh, my God. You're shocked every few seconds, but one apocalypse at a time, okay? I'm not shocked every few seconds. I'm numb to it at this point. I'm apathetic, just doom-scrolling through the news all day. The President of the United States said he wants to recreate Jurassic Park from the White House lawn, and I, I can't tell if he's joking. Also, Ruth's boycotting the Briss because the Moyles' politics are an affront to everything my family believes in. How? How? I don't know. I guess with dinosaur DNA taken from mosquitoes frozen in amber for 65 million years? No, I mean, how are his politics an affront to everything your family believes in? Are Moyles even political? Everything is political now. That's how fascism works. This has to be real. He's asking for a meeting with Dr. Alan Grant in the Oval Office. Come on, we're already late. Ignore the president for just an hour. He'll still be there when we get back. It's been a long four years. Who am I kidding? This does stress me out. And recently, I've noticed that if I start to talk politics at bedtime, or really any other time too, it just leads to nightmares. They're vivid and they're all set in this like post-democratic society. Whatever. You're right. We need to support Jennifer and Peter. That's why we're here today. They have a child now. <clears throat> and baby Alec is going to partake in that time-honored tradition, a Zoom circumcision, overseen by Murray Myers, the MAGA Moyle. No. Are you kidding? I wish. It's in Ruth's email. Apparently, the original Moyle had to drop out at the last minute, and this Joker is the only one they could find. He's advertising himself on right-wing blogs and stuff, like this is his competitive advantage. See? Look on my phone. Snipping and supply-side economics. Hello? Uh, Hi, Mr. Uh, Maga Moyle. Are we the first ones here? We'll probably be the only ones here. We chosen people didn't exactly choose President Golden Toilet back in 2016. 71% of us voted for Hillary. We're guests for the virtual bris. Can you hear me okay? Yes, loud and clear. Thank you for coming. You didn't fall victim to all that fake news from the baby's grandmother in her email. Nasty woman. A totally hysterical socialist. Maybe the China virus is scrambling her brain. Oh boy. Who boycotts a bris? Well, we all know who, actually. It's so unfair. Democrat mayors and governors, Don Lemon, they really hate the family. I love the family. They really hate the family. A lot of people are saying that they know how much I love the family, and it scares them. Not me, though. I'm not scared by this. We're going to have a tremendous turnout today, working to protect the newborn's southern border. (laughs) Hey, guys. Sorry, we were running late. No worries, cuz. You weren't discussing politics, were you? What? (laughs) No way. Why would we talk politics at a time like this? This is a special day. That means a lot to us. My mom got everybody all riled up with her email, but this isn't about her. This is about baby Alex. And thank you, Maga Moyle. You've saved the day. We didn't even know we could have a bris over Zoom. 
Oh, don't thank me. Thank the remarkable innovations overseen by our 45th president these last four years. If he hadn't responded to the pandemic with such strength, I'd be out of business. Hang in there, Matt. We just need to smile and nod. I mean, who else would have allowed me to perform a virtual bris via drone? Not one of your elite leaders in the Washington swamp. I'll tell you that right now. Surely I would have been arrested. Witch hunt! Sally? Let's start the way I always start, with some light comedy, and then I show everybody the tools I've, uh, borrowed from a U.S. Army base. Uh, a U.S. Army base? Ha <laughs> ha! You should see your face, Antifa Burisma Pelosi. You have to take me seriously, not literally. Anyway, <clears throat> It's good to see you this evening, friends and family from near and far, all gathered here to behold this most important rite of passage by way of a popular video conferencing application. Hey, last time I saw so many faces on a screen at work, I was 16 and pumping the soda machine at a local movie theater. At least now I get a tip. A tip! Okay. That was the light comedy I promised you. Sally, I can't take this. And now, the safety protocols. Peter and Jennifer, as you'll see, I'm piloting a drone from right here in Florida, but it should be entering your apartment in Boston at this very moment. Oh, yes! Wow! What an efficient arrival. I won't question any of this. I'm putting this on mute. No, be careful. You still don't know how to use Zoom. Don't you see what's happening? Okay, now you can panic. We're all becoming numb to the madness. We're all becoming apathetic because it overwhelms us. The moil spewing hateful nonsense while the president tweets science fiction. It's just like Philip Roth predicted in his novel in New Jersey Schmeckel. I don't think I don't think that's a real book, actually. It's like there's no difference between scrolling through the endless barrage of propaganda and government-sanctioned criminality and watching this idiot try to string together a coherent sentence. It's right-wing menace after right-wing menace on screens. We are powerless to stop it, apparently. Caught in the middle of an endless doom scroll. I don't even know if I'm upset. I'm just stuck in an unshakable, pessimistic state of deep stress. I'm still just... Yeah. Numb. Listen, Matt, whenever I'm feeling this way, I tell myself what I told you earlier, okay? One apocalypse at a time. Huh? Are you seriously scrolling through your phone right now? I'm giving you a speech. Now he's ordering Mark Meadows to use energy from coal to power the Velociraptor paddock. I can't look away, but I have to. What is wrong with me? It's like I'm only upset for a few seconds and then it's gone. And I just stay stuck. Sally, I'm not sure I can take it one apocalypse at a time. Like, what happens if we're really screwed? If our democracy collapses, will I even know? Will I be able to spring into action? Hey, it's okay. I'll let you know when the time is right to fight and I'll be there to fight with you. Thank you. And we still won't talk about politics before bed, so no nightmares about a post-democratic society. <laughs> Good. And we won't hang out with any more MAGA moils. For sure, I promise. Now let's unmute this thing and get it over with, okay? <laughs> okay. So as you'll see, the drone can grow little arms, each of which I will be controlling with my remote. And unlike what the socialists would have you believe in Joe Biden's America, <laughs> I offer choices. Now just tell me which one you'd prefer, okay? First up, we have the axe option, which is uh, sort of this intense chopping motion here. Let me show you. Ah! Oh my God. Okay, wow. Well, I'm sorry for your kitchen table, but can a horror was not the baby. <laughs> Next up, we have the saw. Oh! Ah! Followed by the scalpel. Oh. And finally, the blowtorch. Oh, dear Lord! Mother in heaven! Oh, no. It's okay, it's okay. Folks, I'm so sorry. We'll be right back. The Moyles drone's weapons are scaring the baby. Take your time. 
And Sally, isn't this drone amazing? I've already sent you one as a gift. Thank me later. Oh, wow. That's so kind of you, Jennifer. What the hell am I going to use a circumcision war machine for? Sally, I'm putting us on mute again. You still don't know how to use Zoom. That's the wrong... We need to tell Jennifer and Peter to call this off. There have got to be liberal, humane moils out there. You told me you'd know when the time is right to fight. Matt. Well, doesn't it feel like now's the time? Matt. They're too numb to stop this themselves. They're probably stuck in that same unshakable, pessimistic state of deep stress. But the MAGA moil is a monster. And a terrible comedian. Matt, you're not on mute. I... What? <clears throat> Ahem. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I heard it all. All of your contempt just leaking from you like Hillary's emails. Or fake ballots found in a river. Hey, sorry about that. We are ready to go now. Oh, and we decided on the saw option. Oh, fantastic. Homing signal on? Wait, Jennifer, I should tell you. While you were gone, I said something that might have upset- Ooh, Jen, look at Murray. He's so passionate. He looks, uh, vengeful. Like, he's just been offended, or he just, uh, heard somebody lambast his political views. Oh, no. You know- I feel like an angry right-wing moil with high-tech weaponry promises something bad. And I should maybe be upset about it. I know what you mean. I'm also not upset, but I am stuck in an unshakable, pessimistic state of deep stress. One apocalypse at a time. One apocalypse at a time. I have suffered from anxiety my whole life, but there is nothing quite as anxiety-inducing as a scroll through the day's headlines. With a supercomputer in my pocket at all times, I am inundated by political news so numbing that it distorts my reality, reshapes it entirely, and leaves me either enraged or so exhausted by my rage that I become numb. And look, I'm not alone in this. This is the collective state of humanity in so much of the world right now. And as we live more and more of our lives online, I mean, heck, in a year spent largely on lockdown, we're even attending Briss's over Zoom, I was eager to speak with somebody whose very job it is to think about the internet all day long, who helps brands to figure out how to make an impact in the endlessness of the digital world, and who, in his own life, also struggles with the addiction to our constant scrolling, our constant information consumption, and knows it's no way to live. This was an especially important time for me to do what we always do in this part of the show, and reach out to talk to an expert. Alrighty, I am so excited for my conversation today with my dear friend and former collaborator, Mike Bodge, a creative technologist who has spent much of his career helping brands figure out how to exist and thrive on the internet. Mike, thanks so much for being with us. Hey man, thanks for having me. Um, so I, this is a question that I often, that I, that I ask myself and, and I can't answer myself. It's one of the tragedies of just talking to yourself all day long. I think I have a problem, um, <laughs> which is... When when did the internet uh, turn on us? Um, I mean, good question. I think you know it definitely didn't happen overnight. It feels like this, like the last four years have been like there was a line in the sand. I think you could say uh, in the election, like the twenty sixteen election. But I I don't want to blame uh, politics for what has happened to the internet, basically. And I, like I, to be honest, I don't think the iPhone gets enough grief for this. If you want to be, if you want to be frank, like, you know, Apple created like, the most perfect device you can imagine where like everyone everywhere can be online at all times. And, you know, the iPhone is just like this information casino uh, that like manufactures dopamine for you. Right. So it's just constantly 
there in your hand, um, just ready, you know, for you to just load up and pull to refresh or whatever. Yeah. You know, like when I think about like the early days of the internet, it was like a haven for like curious, uh, privileged, you know, early adopters. It was it was like harmonious and and kind of low stakes because the internet wasn't real life yet. Yeah, no, that's a very good way of putting it. I also feel like what the internet used to do for me um, was that it made the world feel small, but but the world was still, this is going to sound really ridiculous. It made the world feel small, but the world was still big. Yeah. Because I think as the internet has made, as the internet has become and in many ways subsumed real life, the world feels really small right now, but in a, in a, in a sort of operatic way to dramatic way, where the information that you're receiving all day long um, can take over your life. And so you don't feel that much separation between yourself and your small corner of the world, say, and like the news cycle. Yeah, you'll see a lot of people say things like, um, you know, that try to downplay kind of what social media is. They'll say like, oh, Twitter isn't real life. Don't, you know, don't don't listen to what's on Twitter. Twitter's not real life. When Twitter is absolutely real life. Like t- Twitter is where we talk to each other. Twitter is where we, we, we get information, you know. Um, so, like, what is on the computer? What is on your your uh, your your little dopamine device? Your your iPhone is real life. Like, just because it's it's uh, more intangible, doesn't mean it's not it's not actually your real life now. So, so this idea of doom scrolling, where I I can't help but constantly take in bad news headlines that are made that are designed and put in front of me to get me to react. Yeah, is there a world? beyond the feed why is it so numbing right yeah i I think for me like like doom scrolling it it hit the zeitgeist this year because it it's definitely on top of mind now because it's it's people are are scrolling like looking for almost like the cure you know i mean for like the, the covid cure it's it's like almost like an attempt that that people are trying to do to like make sense of an irrational world. Like if I just scroll and I just get a little bit more information, I can figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And I can like, I, and it, I can almost, I almost feel like I'm being political by, 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 by scrolling and reading all this inf- information. Like if I'm totally engaged in the news, like completely engaged and I read every single thing that Donald Trump is doing and I know every little, you know, you know, insane thing he said that day that I feel like I'm engaged and I'm doing something. Which active, you know, activists would tell you that you are absolutely not doing anything, but like I think it gives a sense of feeling that you are doing something. And we think that if I just get a little, if I just read one more thing, that will make me feel better. If I just, yeah, when actually like this constant scrolling is feeding more anxiety, and it's just like a constant flywheel that you just can't get out of. So I guess then my question there is, in terms of behavior. Because the internet, we know, amplifies outrageous voices, which tend to be autocratic voices, fascistic voices. They're not democratic voices. How do you move away from that to not let the the dark and dirty uh, autocratic fascistic politics in when your mind is already so numb from all this doom scrolling? It's it's so hard because if you are not jacked into the to the what's going on, you feel like you're missing out or like you're you basically don't exist. You know, so it's almost like you have to you have to like trudge through this who even exist in, in the world. But like there are certain things you can do, obviously, like, you know, limit your screen time and don't read the news before bed. Read like a book. Um, I I am 
connected to the internet and staring at Twitter maybe like 23 hours of the day. And, um, you know, like a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I like went, I rented a cabin in the middle of nowhere with zero internet. And it was, I, it was like, I, I don't know. It was like the silence, like silence, not in just like a sense of like the, the woods was silent, but like my mind was silent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like someone like pulled the cord out of the wall, literally, of like a giant speaker that was just blasting in my face. And like, I was like, I felt so relaxed. And then that was a weekend. And then that Monday, it was like, pl- yeah, plug, plug the, the, the speaker back in. And it was just like, like, you know, right back in my, in my face. And I, that day, like I got in a, a huge fight with my wife because I was just so agitated. I like went, was going, I was like spinning out of control. Like I, I got back into the, uh, you know, I got thrown back into the stream kind of thing. And I was just like bouncing off the rocks. Yeah, yeah, no, and you're getting pummeled. I mean, you're getting pummeled by wave after wave of nonsense. I actually, it's funny you say that I had that in 2017. Um, I was, I was whale watching off the coast of British Columbia and it was so beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know, and you could look out and see sort of the snow capped peaks of the, uh, on the Olympic Peninsula, you know, the Washington state Canadian border. And it was so gorgeous. And my phone happened to have stopped working that morning. And I knew that I was going to go to the local, uh, Apple store the next day and get a phone. So I was like, whatever, I'll just deal with it. This is so beautiful. I'm in it. I'm taking it in. And that day was the Charlottesville mm. March where that where the yeah. terrorist attack occurred. And our president only three days later said that they were very fine people on both sides. Yeah. And it was like, it, it was sort of the, the best example of how important it is to actually unplug. And then of course, the sheer terror you're in for when you plug back in. Yeah. I mean, that couldn't have been a darker punchline to what did I miss? Right. Yeah. And, you know, it is important to know that that is going on. Like you can't just tune out. Like you, it is so important to know that stuff like that is happening, you know, but, but there's, there's a lot of like minutia stuff where it's like, Oh, Trump, you know, farted on stage today. And you're like, I can't believe that. No, no, no president in modern history. <laughs> like has ever done that. And they always say in modern history, like, when did, like, is there an example of some of these things that have happened right. in previous history? Yeah, well, everybody knows uh, like, about Grover, Grover Cleveland's flatulence. It was it was well documented yeah. in the late 19th century. So that's 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 the pre-modern yeah, but, farting on stage. But there's literally something to get agitated about every day, and there's it's literal minutia. And yes, it's important to be engaged, and it's important to know every to know what's going on. But to have your day. Um, you know, it just, it just causes like an, an agitation in you that you just cannot shake. And it's just constant. Like, do we, do I need to know everything that's going on? The answer is probably no. Is that changed any of my, any of my, uh, behaviors? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> you no, know, but at least, at least I'm aware of how, yeah, I'm aware of how anxious and how out of control, like my media consumption is. We're addicted to the pull of online life. Mike's right, it's all that dopamine. And while the word doom scrolling might be new, the sensation is familiar. In fact, it's become all we know. The world does feel smaller now. Like we can't quite see what's beyond the screen and we are always connected to the next news cycle, to the next outrageous headline. As Mike said, social media is real life. The onslaught pummels us. And I don't see us disconnecting anytime soon. Does this mean that if I get worn down by it all, I'll become permanently numb to the constant outrage? 
And isn't that actually how fascism wins? When everything becomes political, spreading to all aspects of your life, and you're too numb to stop it? Sure, you can temporarily unplug, but the harsh, ugly news of the day will find a way in. Look, we're a few days away from the most important election of our lifetimes. In the next election cycle, in 2024, just four years away, what will our country look like if the worst parts of our online life, and therefore our politics, take over? Is it raining outside? Hmm, I don't think so. Let me check. Uh, yeah, my device says it's clear all night. Mine too. Should I physically look outside? But my device says it's not raining. Fair point. Hey, did you read this article about the election in the New York Times Post? Sally, I haven't read the New York Times Post since the merger, and since they fired everybody on their staff but Larry the Lying Liberal bot. Yeah, I know they're fake news. But it was nice to be reminded of an election at all, you know? like. The idea of an election felt exciting, democratic or something. Lowercase d in that democratic, of course. Of course, <laughs> lowercase d. It's Monday, so hope they haven't unplugged our devices. Good thinking, we don't need another visit from Chancellor Pompeo's Department of Mind Crimes. My device says it's Monday. Mine does too. But yesterday was Monday too, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, you know what, you probably feel like it's Monday. That happens, that's the last of the dissent in you. But you saw the post from the White House this morning. It's Monday. Right. The White House said it was Monday. And that it's not raining. I feel like this stuff used to make me really angry. Like, I can remember being angry about... What was it again? Me too. I used to get angry about... I don't know where I was going with that. But hey, no politics before bed. You're right. This is our bedroom for crying out loud. It should be a politics-free zone. Keep moving! Straight ahead! There's no time to waste! Don't make eye contact, just let them keep marching. Nice curtains, Matt and Sally. Are these new? They... Oh. You may answer the question! Oh, okay. Yes, they're new. We hung them recently. Well, they really make the room pop! Kia! Pop and stuff! Thank you. Chit-chat time is over! Keep moving! Straight ahead! There's no time to waste! Our bedroom should be a politics-free zone where we can help it. Yes, absolutely. That's a great clarification, where we can help it. Are they always rigged, though, Matt? Elections? I can't stop thinking about it. Well, the ballots, Sally. The mail-ins? Totally disgraceful. You saw the post from the White House. We're having another free and fair election in a few days, just as we've had every four years since the founding of our country, where we don't vote and we don't leave the House. Oh, that poor cat stuck out in the not rain. Is that a cat? Let me check my device. Ivanka, play the sound of a cat. Huh? Yeah, it's a cat, all right. Must be having a good time out in the sun tonight. Do you ever feel this way, though? Like you, you want to be angry, but you get so overwhelmed by... Ah, I forgot what I was going to say. No, no, I know the word you're trying to remember. Apothecary? Homeopathy? Aperture. No, 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 apathy. Right, yeah, empathy. Well, just keep scrolling. Then, when reading time is done, we could sleep soundly in Pence's light and see what day they've decided it is for us tomorrow. I feel like I used to get bad news, though. Like, when I scrolled on my device, I got so much bad news that it numbed me. That it made me apathetic. I feel like that used to happen to you, too. Anyway, good night. We forgot our backpacks. We wore matching backpacks, and we forgot them. Yeah. 
Bachpacher stuff. You know, it's just really hard to figure out how to keep the politics out of the bedroom, actually. Right, particularly in a fascist society, super hard, I, I agree. Okay, so no politics coming back into the room, okay? Or coming in between us. Hello? I am here in your bed now. Yeah! Oh my god. I do not mean to crawl between you two. However, I have decided that I hate the painting that hangs above you, so I shall take it. Okay, uh, do you need a hand with the painting? No, no. You stay here for the mandatory cuddles. Sure. Well, uh, cuddles. <laughs> Sally, if you want to come a little closer. Mm, is that a fascist soldier's helmet down there, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, no, it's a fascist soldier's helmet, actually. Do not mind us. I am here to supervise the removal of the painting. Carry on with your business. Pretend I am not in the bed. Well, with all due respect, it's a little difficult with you. Matt, don't provoke them. Uh, we can leave the bed for a little while, give them some space, and head over to the bookshelf. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sally, for reminding me. When we are done with the painting, we move to the bookshelf. See what volumes need burning. Yeah, this is very much politics in the bedroom, actually. So, whoa! What was the... What now? I found my backpacking stuff. It was under your pillow. All right, still the painting time is over. We are leaving. Keep moving. Straight ahead. I'm so angry. I can't accept this anymore. There has to be a way to fight back against the jackbooted thugs who march in and out of our bedroom as they please. Well, I mean, taking action is important in theory. But we've lost, Sally. We were crushed under all the noise and all the harsh headlines we scrolled through over and over. Heck, we doomed ourselves. No, no, Matt. I made a promise to you, okay? I said I'd let you know when the time is right to fight. But how can we fight? What can we do when this political moment feels so hopeless? Ivanka, search for Stop the Hopelessness. Wait a minute. I've got an idea. We are back. This time, well, I'll let you explain it. I forgot my toothbrush. So embarrassing and stuff. Bad breath. Hey, fascists, over here. What is that? A drone? Indeed. <clears throat> Homing signal on. Uh-oh. Now, which setting do you want to start with, Matt? The saw? The scalpel? Hmm, I'd go with the blowtorch, Sally. Schnell! You did it, Sally. You fought back. I guess it's never too late to take action then, is it? We can't become numb to all this darkness. We have to fight it. I... I left my device back inside the house. So did I. Well, look at that. It's raining. Well, folks, as much as I like the idea that in the future we find a way to fight back against the numbing state of information overload and the persistence of fascism, we don't need to wait four years to do that. This is the last episode you'll hear from us before the election. And this is the most important election of our lives. For everyone listening who is either living in the United States or a United States citizen, vote Biden-Harris this Tuesday. And if you still don't have a voting plan, go to IWillVote.com and make one. I am an optimist, as I often say on this show, and I do believe that tomorrow is a place where anything is still possible. But we have the incredible fortune of living in a democracy, which means that it is our responsibility to shape that tomorrow. Too much is on the line to sit this one out or vote for our incumbent president. Let's make this a better, fairer society. Thank you.
Mike Baj, I want to ask you the question we ask each of our guests at the end of every episode. What are two tips you have for tomorrow? Go outside without your phone. Uh, and two, buy Bitcoin. Well, that's our episode, folks. I'd like to thank our awesome guest, Mike Bodge, our incredible cast, Max Azule, Kelly Quinn, Anne Veal, and Matthew Walters-Bowens, our brilliant composer, Ben Easton, and I am your writer and host, Matt Hooper. We really do appreciate your time, and as I said earlier, for anyone who is able to vote in the upcoming presidential election, please vote. And I look so very forward to being with you all again next week, right here on Live From Tomorrow. Thanks, folks.